Hi everyone, it's Steph, and welcome to the fourth episode of One Happy Otaku. I hope you guys have been having a very wonderful October. Um, if you were following my, I think it was my third year anniversary post, I mentioned that um, these podcasts will no longer be fortnightly, I'll be doing them monthly. I think I also mentioned it in my last podcast. Gosh, I'm forgetful. Anyway, um, so because it is October and it is Halloween spooky month, I thought that I would be focusing on otaku stuff that I really love or have opinions on that are a bit creepy. So first up, we're going to be talking about a Nintendo Switch game called Coma Recut. I think I mentioned this in my first podcast because I had just bought it. Um, we've got two manga to talk about, one called Search for the Body and the second one is called Corpse Party. And the fourth and final thing is a Korean webtoon called House of Dolls. So um, grab a cup of tea, sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so when I bought my Nintendo Switch a few months ago, I didn't really have any games I wanted to play on it. Um, If you follow my blog and some of my Twitter, um, you'll know that I get really bad motion sickness, so I'm not able to play a lot of the games that people recommend for the Switch, like Breath of the Wild, because it will just send me into a nauseous mess. So a game I did find was called Coma Recut. So the game is from, well, I'm going to have trouble pronouncing this, Devespresso Games and Digerati Distribution. They've made the game. Um, it's also available on Steam for a much cheaper price, but I'll get into that. So um, on Nintendo Switch, I bought it for about, I think it's about 10 Australian dollars, but it was usually on sale for about $35. I managed to kind of swoop in while there was a sale. And um, on Steam, it's 15 US dollars. And I'm not sure if it ever goes on sale. But anyway... Um, the game is like, so the, let me start with what the game's about. So in the game you play as a, as a high school boy who essentially comes to school for, um, I think it's like his yearly exams. Anyway, as he comes into school, he finds out one of his classmates is being loaded into an ambulance, but, um, doesn't really have time to check it out because he's late for his exam. So he's doing his exam and he kind of falls asleep and he wakes up and it's like, a weird version of the school no one's around it's really dark and gloomy and next thing he knows his um I think he's like social science teacher attacks him anyway the whole point of the game is essentially you as this boy have been trans transported into a alternate version of the school where there's like um monsters and creepy stuff I mean like if you're wondering why I sound so confused and ambiguous about what the game is it's because it was never actually properly explained like not even when you get the game's true ending nothing is properly explained it is very confusing and the game is also very short so (laughs) yeah I think I finished my first playthrough took about four hours and then um, I got the bad ending, of course. And then I followed a guy on YouTube who did the walkthrough, like he played it. And I think it took like an hour to get like the proper true ending. So, I mean, since I only played, paid about 10 Australian dollars for the game, it was okay for like five hours worth of gameplay. But just thinking that like the game is usually about $35, I was a bit shocked. Like if I had paid $35 for this game, I would have been pretty pissed off. 
So even though like those are my big kind of complaints about the game, I mean they're pretty big, I'm pretty much just saying like the game story doesn't make sense and it's very short, but the graphics are pretty interesting. Um, you, once you go through the game and you unlock different endings, you kind of collect these um, special images and they're very detailed and very creepy. The game's music is incredible. One thing that I do notice, it does kind of rely on jump squares. It really reminds me of um, those really old games, like 2-bit games, I think they're called, or something that PewDiePie used to play when he first started out. It kind of reminded me of those kind of games where the music will suddenly go loud and a monster will appear and chase you. So it's not like the gameplay itself isn't also, is also very simple. It's not very difficult. And... It's just really not kind of like a worthwhile game, which is a shame because like, I feel like it's a game that had a lot of potential. Oh, just one more thing before I finish this off. The other thing that I did notice was a big problem. Apparently you had this ability where you could kind of turn off your flashlight and hide. Like not in a closet, you could just kind of turn your flashlight off, crouch and hide. And um, this was supposed to like, so the monster woman would just run past you. But this never worked for me. It never worked and I always kept dying because of it. So I'm not sure if this was like a bug in the game or it was just I was doing it wrong. But that was kind of the final thing that kind of made me go, nah, this isn't a good game. Okay, so on to our second topic. Um, it is a manga called Karada Sagashi, which translates as essentially Search for the Body. So this series, um, it ran in Shonen Jump from 2014 to 2017. I gotta be honest, maybe it's just because I've never actually had, like, seen the proper Shonen Jump magazine. I never really expected a horror series to be featured in it. I always thought it would be more like fighting series like Naruto and Bleach I never really thought they kind of went outside of that um subgenre anyway so the um series has 17 volumes and unfortunately there's no official translation for this series so I am relying on fan translations and I think like barely two three volumes have been fan translated which is a bit of a shame and I am hoping that um, whoever was working on that will continue to work on it. Anywho, um, so the story is by a, I think this is a pen name, the story is by Wellzard, and the art is by Katsu Toshi Murase. So super quick, the story follows a group of high school friends, and one of their friends uh, mysteriously disappears, and they go, um, literally disappeared from the day before so they saw the, her yesterday and they can't find her today and they've kind of worked out that um, she had to stay behind school to see a teacher and um, this isn't going where you think it's going um, essentially there's a rumor in the school that if you stay behind if you're too late at the school and um, if you make eye contact with this creepy girl she'll kill you and scatter your body parts so essentially, like, the high school, the group of friends work out this is what happened to their friend. And so that their friend can rest in peace, they have to collect her body parts. So there's, I think there were five body parts. It's like, no, six. Four, like, the four limbs, torso, and head. Yeah, six. That's not something you think about too often. That's why I got a bit thrown by the number. Anywho, so what's really struck out to me about this series are the drawings are so creepy, especially with that like little creepy demon ghost girl. I don't know what she is, but it is 
terrifying. Like I remember I always read my horror series at like 2 a.m. at night, which is not the best idea. But this one in particular, I had to stop reading and I was like, I'll read this when I wake up in the morning because it's really scary. Um, story wise, it is like quite an interesting premise. It does get a bit um, cliche, like, you know, you always get with those kind of um, horror manga, like, people start to distrust each other and kind of um, push each other to do things they don't want to do. But um, besides that, I'm quite liking it. Like, I would love to see it, like, fully translated um, for people who are interested. I can't remember what the reason was. But like a year ago or something, they had like a short, two short, like six minute episodes released as part of some celebration, maybe when it was finished. But um, I haven't been able to find those online, which is a shame because that's something else I would love to see from this series. Now that I think about it, there seems to be a running theme of creepy things happening in schools with this um, podcast because the next series I'm going to talk about is the manga adaptation of a game which is called Corpse Party. So the manga itself is called Corpse Party Blood Covered by, by Makoto Kedoen and also Toshima Shunamiya. So the series ran from 2008 to 2012 and if you're not familiar with it originally started as a game and just like the game it's based on a high school called Kisaragi Academy and there's a bunch of students who have stayed behind because it was like I think it was like the high school festival or something so they're staying behind to clean up and they decide to tell ghost stories as you do and um one of the girls is really into the occult and she comes across a charm which is called the Sachiko Every After Charm where you create like a paper doll and everyone has to rip a piece of it and um, just say like chant something the number of times the participants are there plus one for Sachiko. Anywho, when they do that they are transported into another dimension which is kind of like the school but in like another dimension version of the school. And um, essentially, like, a lot of people have been transported to this dimension because of the charm. And pretty much no one can get out. And you're, if you die there, which is pretty much in- inevitable, your ghost is- soul is stuck there for eternity. So I remember my first introduction to Corpse Party was actually, I can't remember if it was Markiplier or PewDiePie. But I watched one of them play it because the game isn't available in Australia Uh, because of the rating it's quite like gory and also I think there's some like nudity and stuff that the Australian classification boards weren't happy with. The only way to kind of play it I think is like on like you can get it from the app store on like your phone for $30 and I was not keen on that. So anyway I was really glad I did have like a manga I could read to almost substitute it. So the story in the manga it follows the kind of true ending you get from the game and it's a pretty solid adaptation like it really the characters are kind of brought to life and I can't really think of anything that is like particularly poor with it it's just like it's pretty much like a straight-off 
adaptation scene by scene, word for word. Um, one thing, if you're not familiar with the Corpse Party series, I also call the style of the art creepy moe because the characters look so cute. They literally look like they've just jumped out of like a slice of life romance thing, but then they'll suddenly be like full of blood and gore and blood and it'll be awful. So it is quite an interesting um, mixture of art styles. And yeah, if you're um, if you don't want to play the game or if it's not available to you, I do recommend checking out the manga series. Okay, our last thing is a webtoon called House of Dolls, which is by Lee chong and the art is by, I'm assuming this is another pen name, called Regan. And the series essentially follows, it's got a few different characters, but the main guy, he goes back to his hometown, and it's supposed to be like a very boring countryside town, and he meets this gorgeous woman, and essentially it's supposed to be kind of like a very typical love story. You know, boy meets girl, they fall in love, boy finds out girl is a crazy evil witch enslaving the entire town. <laughs> so, um, yeah, essentially, um, like I said, the girl turns out to be super creepy and just uses all the town's males as her personal sex slaves. It's very odd. And um, him and another guy are essentially trying to take her down and exercise the town. It's interesting this series I mean again I keep I feel like I keep saying it for um, a lot of these things the art is very good this one has a very kind of realistic style it's very beautiful like even when it's like a creepy moment it's still kind of quite stylistically beautiful with this one the story was going really well so it has 28 chapters and the story was going so well until I'd say maybe about chapter 23 where it just kind of dug itself into a hole and I find this happens a lot with um, horror stories in particular they don't really know how to end it because you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place like you've created this really terrifying gruesome story everyone is suffering and you don't know, do you give it a happy ending and have people feel like you're copping out? Or do you give it kind of, try and give it a twist so that it will remain in people's minds? But if you give it a twist, sometimes these twists aren't done well. So with this one, I won't tell you what they did decide to do, but I did not enjoy it. I did not think it was a good idea. And it kind of just gave you a bit of a bitter feeling when you finished. You know, you're like, oh, I wasted maybe two hours of my time reading 28 chapters just for this. And that's it for this month's episode of One Happy Otaku. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to all the really spooky otaku things I've been reading and playing. Um, next week's, uh, next week, next month's episode, I'm hoping to be doing a special one about my trip to Japan, about um, doing some otaku shopping and the like. It probably won't come out on the 15th because I will actually be in Japan then and I don't think my mom nor the hotel staff will appreciate me talking non-stop for 20 minutes while I um, record this so um, it'll have to wait until I come back. In the meantime, I hope you guys have a really lovely month and I will see you next time. Bye! <laughs>